One of the great teams over the past decade is the, the team from Greyhound Racing Victoria. Good afternoon, Molly Haynes and George Ferrugia. Good afternoon. What an introduction. One of the greatest teams. I don't think I've ever been a part of one of those. Yeah, well, no. you're a part of the RSN Central team, and that is a team that's going great guns at the moment. You were both yeah, 11th it. on my list. If I could have put one more, that was it. <laughs> I see it written down. Perfect. Beautiful handwriting. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Just winding down. We're winding down before we wind back up uh, the day after Christmas. <laughs> it happens very up. quick, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Crane racing, uh, there's no respite. That's no rest sure. for the wicked. You, you don't feel the heat, George? You've got a long jacket on, you're dressed, you're rugged up. It's because of the RSN. Nah, you've got to get the sponsorship out there. That's what they're paying you the big bucks for. When he got the opportunity to get some merch, he jumped on it, went down to the merch. Have You You obviously haven't been down to the merch closet, down over to the left-hand side of RSN, and George just helped himself through um, through the cupboard. I'll have those, those and those. Just one, just one. I can see him strutting around the meadows as well, chest out, so people go, oh, you're George from the radio. (laughs) You know I don't do that, Nick. That wasn't very convincing, was it, Molly? It was almost like, let's not talk about that. But look, if I was tipping as well as you, George, I would be strutting around there. Yeah, no, we, we've got to get a couple of winners today. I like a few of there today, including that Zipping Samara. Can you recap? We did have you on earlier. So Zipping Samara at uh, Warrigal, uh, Molly, uh, is one of our tips. I think later on, race nine, I think, or race 10. Mm-hmm. And at Horsham, uh, we liked uh, one up from your area. Uh, race three, num- race four, number three, Maximum Cindy for uh, Jordan Cooper. So race four, number three, into race nine, number seven, I think, at Warrigal. Yeah, race nine, number seven, Zipping Samara, $3.10 on the second line of betting at that quote. Was that the one, if we were having one bet, you were going to steer us into? I like the other one at Horsham, okay. too. I think you should uh, just about lead all the way. So maybe, maybe both and then... Give us the name and number one more time for those that might be out and about. So race four, number three, at Horsham, into race nine, number seven, at Warrigal tonight. To Horsham, four, three, Chris, maximum Sydney, 290. Christmas bank builder, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Craig Rail shot the lights out yesterday as well, so big pat on the back to Craig. Both his specials lobbed. The double came to about $9 and jagged the quaddy as well. Hooked on Scotch, guys. Back to his brilliant best last week in the Hobart 1000. I love the race caller. As soon as they jumped, he just knew Hooked on Scotch was going to win. It was uh, over, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Look, he, he he drew well, and as we kept saying, the, the Greyhounds drawn near him, we're going to give him some room. But it, as it turned out, it didn't matter. He he was dominant, Molly. If he starts getting those habits right out of, from box rise, he's going to be incredibly hard to beat in Absolutely. 2020. And believe it or not, just the day before his second birthday, that yep. is unbelievable what this Greyhound's mm. been able to achieve before his second birthday. And what I loved... um. Uh, about a story that Peter Quilty wrote on the GRV website was that Michael um, Puglio said that this is the greyhound that's going to put him on the map for breeding. Well, I don't know where I've been, but I thought they had been on the map for breeding. <laughs> I think they've done a pretty good job for a little while now. And yeah. um, But look, I think it's probably more in regards to the, the stud duties and things like that. But I think they're certainly up there with some of the breeders I'd love to sit down and, and pick their brains up. Yeah, I mean, Poke the Bear probably gave him a, a shove in the right direction as breeders. He was a terrific greyhound, taking out a Top Gun and a few group ones. But this greyhound seems a couple of lengths quicker. And you mentioned his age. I mean, if you speak to a lot of trainers, guys, they say that probably the greyhounds are at their best after after two and a half, probably three years of age, mm. especially the male dog. So scary uh, to think what he'll be like in six months' time. Could he possibly go down as one of the great dogs? Is he trending in that direction? Yeah, Jason of- Bonington and I had this conversation on air last week about whether he's a great. We know he's a superstar of the track, but what's he got to do to then become a great of greyhound racing? I think there's a lot of trenders that don't go on with yep. it, um, but he's probably 
one that you'd you'd have a safe bet on. Yeah, Tornado Tears was another one that mm. people thought was going to trend in that direction, and that's exactly where he's ended up. He's nine hundred thousand dollars, a future Hall of Famer. So yeah, I think the key to a, a, becoming a champion greyhound or, or carrying that name is is probably consistency. It's it's a, it's a dog that's up there, not necessarily winning all the time and everything, but just consistency in, in the way that they race. A lot of Part novice Greyhound fans who might tune in, especially for the big race, will hear us talking about Hooked on Scotches, one of the best ever. And the question is, well, how come couldn't win the Melbourne Cup? What happened that night? Everything's circumstantial when it comes to the dogs. There are so many variables and and you, you just can't guarantee what's going to happen when you get to the mm. track. You you really can't. And I think, I can't even remember the, the Melbourne Cup to tell you the truth. Yeah, look, he got a prat down the back and he's just one of those dogs that needs a while to warm up, I reckon, Quinny. I, I call in, people saying best ever, potential, the potential's there to be one of the greats, but there's a long way to go. If we think of a greyhound like Fernando Bale from a couple of years ago, I mean, he won everything. He won yep. over a million dollars. He just got pipped in a Melbourne Cup, but he was a dog who was so dominant for such a long period of time. He did it differently, though. Yeah. He used to jump to the front and give nothing else a chance. And this dog doesn't lead, does absolutely. he, really? Yeah. And that's kind of your safety pack. When you've got a dog that's sitting there jumping in front and it is holding off over the 500, but then you've got a dog like Hooked on Scott who has the potential to go over 600, but he's just he's a freak in anything that he does. So mm. the, the fact that he couldn't win a Melbourne Cup doesn't mean he won't win one or couldn't win it this year doesn't mean he won't win it next year, but everything is so circumstantial. Mm. Who are the best one or two that you've both seen throughout your career? Miata for me and Fernando Bale, I now, think, without a doubt. Miata was exactly like, or even more so than Hooked on Scotch. It sometimes would flop out of the boxes before working through her gears and getting the job done. So it was so exciting to watch her. But there was always that luck element and the hard-in-mouth stuff because there were times where she would zig and unfortunately she should have zagged and that cost her more <laughs> victories than she got. Exactly. And I think she also was able to jump to the front every now and then as well when she, she was just... She was an animal that, when you watched her at the track, she she didn't love the crowds, and, but she was just so focused on her and Paul and, and the race, and that was it. She just, anywhere in her eye line, it was just all about Miata and what she was doing on the track. And I think watching um, up close the relationship, as silly as it sounds, between Miata and Paul throughout that career, because... I don't think anyone could have trained Miata. I think it would have taken a smaller kennel and, and someone, even a smaller person, as silly as that sounds, um, to kind of make Miata you know, tick how she did. Whereas Fernando Bayer, he was an absolute, absolute freak. He was in great hands and he experienced you know, some of the best handlers and, and trainers around. So I don't know. I think I, without a doubt, Miata for me. Yeah, Fernando Bale would have to be up there. And, and Brett Lee, uh, the day he won the Australian mm. Cup at the Meadows, we're going back a long time now, uh, probably showing my age, but he, he won that race by about eight lengths, guys. And the, the the gap between the best greyhound in the country to the second best uh, greyhound in the country was probably as far apart as I've seen it. Even when Fernando Bale was running, Dyna Double One was always on his heels. Yep. Um, but Brett Lee was that far above better than any other greyhound in his era. It was uh, silly. There's a great YouTube video of Brett Lee, the Greyhound, runs yeah. for about 10 minutes and it's almost like a documentary on his uh, dominance over his career. It's a brilliant little video. Well, there was, there's two quotes from uh, Ronnie Hawkswell that I'll never forget. He won by a cricket pitch, which I thought <laughs> was one of his best. <laughs> and probably earlier in his career, he said, next stop Hollywood for Brett Lee, which um, yeah, just <laughs> that is great. typical Ronnie Hawkswell uh, ripping out the great lines. Oakvale Beauty continued... 
Box One dominance last Thursday in the Laurels for Jeff Britton. A, a good, a brilliant win. Oh, absolutely. Look, she's a, a greyhound that just continues to put in 100%. I think I love the way that Jeff talks about her and that she's a greyhound that's not going to give up. She gives 100% in everything that she does. And, and how special that her um, owner and breeder, Nathan Wilson, who we had on the show a, a month or so ago, uh, just before the Melbourne Cup, I think, um, was able to be on course to, to see her win, win this race. Well, he just finished the yield for his crop, he said, yep. so he, he rushed down to the Melbourne Cup. Let's not forget, she was going pound for pound with um, Whiskey Wright and, and Co. in that Melbourne Cup final, mm. and Ollie got run out of the place because Hooked on Scotch is such a freak. So, yeah, again, she's uh, you know coming back to her own age and sex. She was always going to be hard to beat. Where does she rank among the, amongst the best greyhounds currently? I don't know. Oh, yeah, she's probably she, no, look, nowhere near the top yeah, 10 or 15 at this absolutely. stage. Yeah. But do you know what you, you look forward to when you see um, a female like Oakvale Beauty is the fact that she's probably going to produce some pretty good animals mm. um, in a couple of years' time when she heads to the breeding barn. I think, um, I don't know about you, George, but that's something that when I see a nice female, a part of a really strong line, yep. I just think, oh, my gosh, what are we going to see mm-hmm. in, in a couple of years' time? And that's just what gets me excited at the moment. Looking forward to the Sale Cup as well on Boxing Day. Like we mentioned, it's all happening. That it is. And it, look, it was an interesting... Um, an interesting night in the heat. So Tornado Tears got rolled after just finding every bit of trouble he possibly could. And um, even the likes of True Detective, um, uh, look, I really thought he was a shoe-in to um, to make it through to this, this sale cup, but just didn't quite get there. I think um, probably a, uh, the difference between Greyhounds getting through and not getting through was a look at the track, just mm-hmm. from not necessarily knowledge, but from what I've heard, if you're looking at the dogs and how they were running, I think sometimes a look at the track was really going to help. But saying that, we still have some pretty nice dogs heading into this this sale cup, don't we, George? Yeah, we do. Roper River Jake went only a couple of lengths outside the track record. He was outstanding winning the first heat. There was a couple of very good uh, heat winners, including Waging War as well. His splits suggest he's going to be right in the firing firing line in that first corner. And then uh, you've got dogs like uh, Blazing Cartier, who's uh, another one from the Robbie Britton uh, School of Stayers, who uh, just continues to improve. We've got a big rap on her. I think we'll see a lot of her uh, during that meadow. Med- Carnival. Absolutely. And look, it was the, the, the Sale Cup and the, the Sale Track is, is a very interesting one. It's the only Victorian Country Cup to be run over the, the 650 metre distance. And we were funnily enough just talking to Jamie Ennis as, as we got here. Um, and, and he was saying very much the same, along the same lines that it's just a track that when you're out wide, it's hard to win. It's a small track. And it's, it's look, it's a, it's a really, really hard one. But I think without a doubt, we do have some nice dogs in this one. And we can't not mention. George's runner, Steinbrenner, in this one as well. George, eight dollars. Pra- yes, George wasn't didn't really want me to mention anything, but it's no, hard you've not. You've got to, to mention. Yeah, you've got to mention. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not trying to hold a tip here or anything, but I just. Um, <laughs> Just one for the Seinfeld fans, and that's all. James Vandermar, in your Sale Cup previews, he actually went the way of Steinbrenner. Yeah, he did, and then he told me he's been tipping really badly of late, so <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Words I never thought I'd hear him say either. <laughs> so tell us, tell us the background here with Steinbrenner. Oh, just a mate of mine, uh, Wade Gallagher and I, have always been massive Seinfeld fans, so we always wanted to name one uh, Steinbrenner and... He's been a handy dog from a very young age, and Jeff Britton actually rang me before the heats and said, I think I'm going to go for the Sale Cup with him, and he got through. So, yeah, look, he's he's been a really good dog. He ran second in a group race on Melbourne Cup night, so, um, yeah, proud to see him make a group one. We do have a special guest on the line, guys. Uh, Steve White has joined us. He trains to witchery in uh, the Sale Cup. But good afternoon, Steve. How are you? 
Thank you very much for joining us, Steve. Now to witchery. She um, she ran second in her heat to Rockstar Beave in the Sale Cup last week. What did you make of her run? And did she have a look at the track or, or much experience on the track beforehand? No, nah, she hadn't. And um, her run was pretty good, actually. She missed the start, which is... Um, well, lately she's been firing out. So, um, yeah, she's done a really good job. And um, I was very, very, very pleased with the run. She was very strong to the line. Steve, uh, you, you probably hit the nail on the head. She's been coming out really well. We've seen her in a couple of runs at the Meadows where she was going low nine seconds, and the time she did have box one at the Meadows over 600, she went 8.90 to the mark. Now, that, that's a split that's going to lead this race. Uh, the, your confidence must lie in the fact that if she can begin, um, she'll give him something to chase. Yeah, I thought it was the uh, box one was the only box that she could probably win from. Uh, against that quality field and just, just the way it was drawn, I think it's a good chance. Do you have any inkling? Oh, so, sorry, Steve, what were you going to say? Once he comes out a lot better from what um, he did last week, she probably has got the pace to lead, which uh, would put her in good stead. Do you have any inkling on how you think the race might pan out? Well, I think it just depends on her. I, I sort of don't. Moderate's only worried about what dogs are doing around her. Uh, I know Steinbrenner comes out all right and he wants the fence. Uh, probably didn't want to be drawn in the middle where he's looking at the box draw now, but um, I think it's just up to her. She can come out where she's going to put herself in the race and give herself every chance. Um, just the greyhound that didn't make the sale cut, but you must have been buoyed by his run the week before Red Rock. Uh, you must be excited for the next six to 12 months with him, Steve, over the middle distance. Yeah, I am, George. Look, I was a little bit disappointed last week at sales, probably like any other track when you race, when you're drawn out in the car park and you've got speed underneath you. He never, he never really got a crack at him, you know. He's sitting three and four wide all the way and to, to run third and only get through the length was, was pretty good. Um, I'm actually taking him up to Brisbane with me on Monday and we'll venture up there for the next three or four weeks as a group raced up there over the 600. So, um, he's always had the, had the looks of being a potential group staying dog, and he's done it in his three runs so far. I've been really impressed with him. Steve, have you have you seen much uh, from uh, of a litter um, of this of this type? I mean, Red Rocks from the litter, same litter as Seneki. There's Gwydion in the litter, where there's so much speed and strength. I mean, it's got to go down as, as one of the, the best litters in the last five to ten years. Yeah, well, they have got the speed and they've got the strength. Um, Look, Seneca's pretty strong, but he's probably not the Red Rock and and Gwydion are, are, are way stronger than him, and yet he can run home, uh, break 12 at the Meadows. He's running 11.50s up at Albion Park. He's strong at Angle Park. But, uh, yeah, they're a very, very strong leader. Now, Steve, I, I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere, did you say that Red Rock had broken in faster than Seneca? Yeah, he did. He, did, he broke in faster, and then um, he had a few little um, issues, and then we sorted them out once he came over. And uh, actually, I trialled him. He actually went quicker than Seneki. Oh, might have been leading into the Melbourne Cup, I think. I trialled him at the Meadows, and he ran about three lengths quicker than what Seneki did. God, uh, might have been going into the Top Gun, actually, something like that. But um, he is a fast dog, and uh, we've seen it um, 
at Sandown. He, he beat two group winners there, and then he's come out and beat Rag, Rajasthan at um, at Sale and, and no luck last week. So I'm going to kick him off up in Brisbane with me and uh, see where that progresses through there, see if we get him up to the staying ranks. Now, speaking of Brisbane, you tricked me last week. I was watching um, Seneki yeah. when he was in Brisbane. I thought, wait on a second. This dog is a different colour. This isn't the Seneki. So for, for the listeners out there who haven't actually seen Seneki race, he's a beautiful golden fawn colour, and it's very striking when he's on the track. But there was this very light-coloured dog. I thought you'd switch rugs, switch dogs, or something or other. But um, no, he was shaved. And when I texted you this morning to, to ask what that was all about, you um, yeah, you said it was shaved. Do Talk us a little bit through uh, a little bit, you know, your reasons why shaving them. Yeah, well, the owners had no idea either until they seen him on the TV. But <laughs> um... How would that have gone down with Kieran quickly? I know she takes great pride in her dog's appearances. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's all about the welfare of the dog, and I've always done in New South Wales in the in the hotter months, and I was travelling always down to Melbourne with um, all my dogs were always shaved, and people would look at you and well. Melbourne's got a little bit of a different temperature than New South Wales. and um, For the welfare of the dogs, they're a lot... But they um, they don't feel the heat as bad. They pull up a lot better. And then when we sent Seneki up to up to Brisbane, it was very, very humid and he was sort of having a little bit of an adjustment there. So, uh, Selena said... When I saw the Selena's ammo, I said, well, look, shave him. I said because he's going, he's going to feel a lot better for it, and he has. So do you book um, him into the, the barber, or do you just go out there with the clippers, or what's the process of shaving a greyhound? Oh, I've always done them myself, but Selena does them up there with some of her dogs, and um, she takes pride in doing it. So <laughs> I said, no, go ahead and do it, because if it's going to make him feel better, um, that's the way we want to head. And, um, you know, it'll always grow back. Well, like he, us blokes in, in summer, mate, we always save our heads. Yeah, that's, cool. that's right. Or if you lose a bet like I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve, uh, look, it didn't worry him. He he went terrific. He uh, he won his race. He's in a match race again. And, of course, the, the winner of these match races are the fastest. Gets a, a golden ticket into this gold bullion race. There's some real riches uh, coming up in Queensland. We wish you all the best at sale and also in Queensland in the coming weeks, mate. Yeah, no worries, Geordie. He'll probably find it. He's not going to find it his own way up there because Taquana is a bitch going going to go a long way. She was enormous too, wasn't she? Yeah, it was a good run. Yeah, I knew about her. Quite, and, and she's in the same kennel. She's in Mick and Selena's amateur kennel. And um, I knew about her when I was up there before she even started. And she is um, she's one hell of a bitch. And she's going to be doing a lot of travelling down to Victoria, I can assure you. Steve White. Uh, Steve, thanks for your time this afternoon on RSN Central. And uh, all the best in the Sale Cup. No worries. Thank you, guys. Steve White there training to witchery, which goes around from box one in the Sale Cup. How do we play the Sale Cup, Georgie, in terms of uh, if we had $50 on it? Yeah, look, I, I, I just thought uh, Roper River Jake would have uh, derived a lot of benefit from, he, from his heat win. I know the box draws might be a little bit tricky. Uh, there's a little bit of pace drawn underneath him, but if he can sit into a nice position at, at least first or second in that first corner, um, I think he's still the one to beat. Yeah, and look, I was I was thinking a little bit differently. I know how good Roper River Jake went um, in the heats considering um, the amount of time he'd spent on the track, but I'm really thinking that the winners 
either going to come from right inside or box eight because Roper River Jake, from his heat last week, he did crash to the fence a bit and I just feel like he's going to take the greyhounds out inside of him and I really just think it might open the race up for, for Tewitchery. I don't know whether Rockstar Beaver is, is quite there to win this, but look, if the race opens up that way, then mm-hmm. there's every chance. Yeah, his time suggests he's in there with a chance, Rockstar Beaver. He went 37.04, probably only about three and a half lengths behind uh, Roper River Jake, so that was a, a really improved effort. Three minutes away from the opener at Werribee this afternoon. Some news yesterday coming through that outgoing uh, Sandown CEO Greg Miller is going to join the board of GRV. This is great news. It is great news. Uh, we've sort of <laughs> so handballed him off. It's from Sandown. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's bad news for Sandown, good news for GRV. It's great that he's staying involved in greyhound racing. 100%. Yeah. Good retirement, though. What, he lasted a week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he was never going to retire. You know, you know what he's like. He's just uh, straight into it. But, yeah, look, it, it's he comes up with some very good ideas. He's got the sport at art, and, um, yeah, I think that's a that's a big acquisition for GRV. Absolutely. I think we're going to – we're very much, along with um, with Peter Duncan, now our chair with um, – with Greg Miller being the board chair, I think we're in a very good position to promote the hell out of greyhound mm. racing, if I can say it in a nice way. I think we've got permission, not that we didn't in the past, but this is just, we've got two figureheads that are now just so invested in the sport and know every inch of it. Is It's so good to see the passion from the top hopefully filter down to everyone involved. And I reckon there's going to be a pretty big uh, announcement in the new year. Okay. Uh, which we can't really uh, divulge too much information. But Can you tell us now? It'll be broken on RSN <laughs> Central. Be breaking it? Well, you know Gareth will be uh, front and centre <laughs> oh. when it does come out. But oh, I reckon some of the powers of the be would want to uh, mention that first. I don't want to get my head chopped off. But uh, I feel I it, don't even know what you're talking about, yeah. George. You're leaving us hanging here. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It'll, be, it'll be good for uh, industry participants anyway. Oh, that's great news. Uh, yeah, great to see Greg <laughs> staying on as well. And I agree with you, Molly. It's passion in sport, especially from the top, is infectious and it's important uh, for any sporting organisation. And uh, Greyhound Racing certainly has a couple of good ones as well. The Ballarat Distance Challenge, what can you tell us about about this series, George? Yeah, it's a new series for distance greyhounds, but it's not a heat and final, is it, Molly? It's a no. done like a prelude series? It is. It's a little bit interesting. But what I found most interesting in this series, it's going to um, gonna happen in, in February for the first time, is that there's two finals per se. So the first final are the, first, uh, the fastest eight greyhounds making up the $10,000 final. But then it's going to be the slowest eight greyhounds making up the consolation. So when I read this, I thought, hang on a minute. Have I got my notes wrong mm. here? And so I've had to go back and double check with a couple of people in the grading department, but I didn't have it wrong. So um, I find that very interesting. I actually had not heard of that before. Like a participation badge at school. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get a few of those. Um, yeah, no, look, they're trying something different, Ballarat. They are. Absolutely. They've said they're going to come out and be a little bit innovative. So uh, why You have not? to be, don't you? Yeah. No, I think that's great. Um, absolutely. And look, can I quickly mention, but before we head off, there are a lot of um, hot weather changes as well, considering Sunday's going to be a really hot one. I think it's heading to around 38 or 39. Mm-hmm. So just keep an eye on the um, fast track through GRV website. Um, yeah, to to, um, to keep an eye on all the changes and make sure that you're not missing any because there are a few few race meetings changes like Sandown's gone to a morning and things like that. So keep an eye out there so you're not missing any of the action. Absolutely. Not far away from a jump at Werribee. Molly, George, have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you uh, next Tuesday. No yes, problem, absolutely. We'll on drag uh, George New Year's here. Eve <laughs> before the partying. 